So the Dean turns to Thornton and says, well, Thornton, I'm only going to ask you this one time. <laughs> Is the work that you turned in your own? And Thornton looks at him and says, I can't lie to you, Dean Martin. Yes, it is. <laughs> and Dean Martin just says, I'm satisfied. Phil feels like I'm outraged. She whiz, Phil. I just asked Melon if the work is his, and he said yes. <laughs> Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Our mission is to take you on a most excellent adventure through time. Buzz in the Tower is so much more than a podcast. It's the map to One-Eyed Willie's treasure. And all you have to do is sit back, listen, and repeat after me. Klaatu! Barata! <clears throat> Buzz in the Tower answers the questions you didn't even know you had. Like who would win in a fight, John Rambo or Hans Gruber? Or who is dreamier, Jake Ryan or Marty McFly? So as we rank, debate, and offer fresh takes of the best of the best from 80s cinema, please remember... Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and listen to a podcast once in a while, you could miss it. Don't forget to subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. For bonus content, you can find us on all social media channels by searching our handle at Buzz in the Tower. For more podcasts, information, or to contact us with topics you'd like us to talk about, visit our website, buzzinthetower.com. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, thetower.com. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Verde Media. Max, I couldn't be happier with the way our website looks. So good. Yeah, if you haven't had a chance to take a look at our website yet, you need to right away. These guys, website development, online marketing, they are outstanding. Am I exaggerating at all? It is so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend having them build you one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, look, they're the best of the best. And working with John, uh, their owner, a self-admitted 80s martial arts movie nerd was an absolute joy. Is that why you said the best of the best? That is why I said that yeah. was a tip of the hat to John. Um, they're more than our sponsor. They're our partner. And if you are looking to build a website, they are the group to go to. Uh, find their link on our website and check them out, Verde Media. Today's episode, Back to School. There's an entire genre of films about the high school and college experience. 16 Candles, Revenge of the Nerds, and Real Genius, just to name a few. But there's one movie that doesn't get the respect it deserves. Today on Buzz in the Tower, we're going to change that by triple Lindy diving headfirst into the 80s college romp, Back to School. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the Lou to my Thornton Mellon, Max Sanders. And with that... Bring us a pitcher of beer every seven minutes until someone passes out, and then bring one every ten minutes. Did the wolf of Wall Street... The wolf, you say? <laughs> or the wolf? Did they steal that? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's scene McConaughey. Where, yeah, McConaughey. With the, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I don't have time to talk about McConaughey, because we're, we're talking about back to school. Yeah, we are. Back to school. <laughs> back to school. Oh, did, did Billy Madison rip this off? It's a little bit a little <laughs> bit of a borrow. So it's funny, even more than that, do you remember in The Waterboy when he's taking the exam at the end? Yeah. That is a Want total, to that's yeah. a total ripoff oh, yeah, you're of right. this exam in this movie. Yeah. The movie that everyone listening is like, what are these two guys talking about? Because we're jump, jumping ahead. Everyone knows this movie. This is another movie. By the way, Max, as I say every week, welcome to the show. Hi. How is, uh, you are in the thick of football bartending season. How's it going? I had a 19 hour shift yesterday, which was superseded or preceded. I don't even know the word. Well, super. Expialidocious. <laughs> 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 yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm the guy. 12 hours the day before, 12 before that. So I'm a little bit slap happy. No, your energy's good for, you look ragged in the eyes, but yeah. your energy's good. My girlfriend says she likes it when my eyes are all sunken. She's like, I know you've been working. Oh I'm man, <laughs> bring mama her money. That's amazing. Back when I used to bartend with you, I would always- the, You were good. I was, I, there was a time where I could, I could sling a drink yeah. and, the, and the next morning- 
Trish would always come with me to the ATM. We'd count my tip out. And if there was anything left over to not make a whole number, she'd be like, give mama her money. And I was like, how are you? I'm like, yeah, you've earned nothing. Why am I giving this to you? You gave it to her? Of course. Come on. It's Trish. You know, I do whatever she says. That's not a Thornton Mellon thing to do. No, it's not. Actually, no, he spent cash. Thornton Mellon's not afraid to tip and and be a good man. Buy yourself some Shakespeare. (laughs) I'd like to tame your shrew. There are so many great quotes in this movie. Is it just Rodney Is this the most quotable 80s movie ever? It's close. Because nobody nobody chooses to quote it, but there's yeah. great stuff in this. Do you look at the menu and say, yes? Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I blew it. I blew it. I'm already misquoting. All right, so today. Get yourself some kids. <laughs> uh, so before we jump in, as the leader of Buzz in the Tower, the one before who, we dive who, who in. shoulder, thank you, before we dive in. <laughs> Jerk. Um, before I take my robe off and then have a body double who clearly is in better shape than me jump in the no. pool. Yeah, it's truth, truth. Um, Wrestling's real. Don't make me zapka you. Uh, before we dive in, yeah. let's go over some things. We got some things. The rules for this? No rules, no rules. This is, But we do have some stuff to cover. Okay. First and foremost, you know that we are ambassadors to the 80s retro community. We are? Sweet. I'm self-nominating that we're ambassadors. Do I get a crown? No. Oh. Ambassadors don't have crowns. Sounds like they do. They sound <laughs> do important. you know what an ambassador is? It's a time in a boy's life. Oh <laughs> diplomatic immunity? Yes. Is that, is diplomatic that, immunity. No, it's oh. not. Oh. No parking tickets? <laughs> no parking tickets. I can't wait till you call me and you're like, hey, I just got pulled over. I told the guy that I'm an 80s retro community ambassador and he's breathalyzing me. I so. was going 88 miles an hour. So. Oh, 88. Look at you. Look at that little deep cut. Oh, that's, God, you're so good sometimes. And then other times, <laughs> you stroke. You just totally stroke out. All right. So Todd at Going Viral the Movie. This is a kind of cool thing, right? So, so they, cool. They are so, so cool. So glow. I know you didn't say so glow, but that's all right. They're making a movie. They're funding and putting together a movie. Which it's dripping with 80s vibe, uh, 80s sci-fi kind of vibe movie. Yeah. They reached out to us. We're going to post the video, but they're going to start an Indigo. They're 75% funded on the movie. That's incredible. Their investors are ready to rock and roll. If you're listening to the show, we should, I mean, we should start asking our fans for money, but we'll ask for Todd first. <laughs> check out their Indigo. Check out the video. We'll put it up on our social media uh, today. And if you got a dollar, a penny, a 20. You ever seen a crisp $50 bill, Max? You got, I, <laughs> I was going to do the Danny DeVito from Throw Mama from the Train. Go for special it. Change. Please go ahead. There you go. Oh, that's all I got. That's all you do have. Uh, help these guys out. Help out Todd. Going viral the movie. Check it out. And um, that's all I got. I have nothing else really other than 80stees.com. Shift gears real quick. Our TikTok video. We're going to keep throwing these up. These Buzz in the Tower flybys. These quick videos that we're narrating. And if you like, follow, or share... You're automatically entered to win a $50 80s tees.com gift card. Low hanging fruit. Easy to do. Yeah. I and mean, we ask so some, little. Win Just, yourself some t shirts. I say we ask so little. I want you yeah. to win a gift card. That's the goal. That's here. you out there. Yeah. Not, not Max. Definitely not Max. Yeah. Max, anything else? I want to talk about Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. All right. So we're going to talk about Back to School and his the, greatest movie? You're so you're, you're so riled up. Let me let me let me first the why behind we're talking back to school. Labor Day is the end of summer. Like, I mean, yes, some school starts in the middle of August, which is crazy to me, but I grew up Labor Day weekend was you come back from Labor Day weekend and that Monday that you have off is the first Monday on the school calendar, like every year. Is that not wearing white? Is that right? Or is that the other one? I have no clue. You know what I mean? I am not, I'm not P. Diddy. I don't have a P. Diddy all white (laughs) party. No, I'm not in years, not in years. That's why we're doing this. We were talking about, okay, we're going to record. By the way, Max and I are in the studio Labor Day weekend. We're not on a boat. We're not on a lake. We're not with our families or friends. We're in the studio cranking out a <laughs> podcast for you, our fans. This is my vacation. This is, I do love doing this. Yeah. We thought this would be perfect because we both really, really like this movie a lot. And there's not many college movies from the 80s. A lot really. of high school movies. Yeah, a lot of high school movies. But you're right. I mean, really, outside of Revenge of the Nerds, what do you have at, at the college level? Is Real Genius College? It absolutely. Is. Oh, remember, Caltech, yeah. right? Yeah, and, like, and not just that. Remember, just like, just 15, it that's, that's the whole thing is that your boy, Chris Knight, remember, yeah. like, graduate, get a job? Yeah. That's not out of high school, my friend. That's out of college. I thought he's like 18 or 19. In no, the everybody in the movie's older except for the super genius Mitch. Yeah. Yeah. So, Real Genius, Revenge of the Nerds, and then tons of high school movies, right? Basically, Summer any, School. Any, oh, my God. What a great movie Summer School is. <laughs> 16 Candles, uh, Pretty in Pink, Some Kind of Wonderful. Hughes, and, yeah, John every John Hughes, Hughes movie John Hughes. except for, like, Uncle Buck is basically, uh, even Uncle Buck, yeah. the girls in high school. So, it's a high school movie. But, Back to School is, I, I, at the beginning, I said, you get no respect. Back to School is 
a really warm, touching movie. And, and it's it's a buck thirty six. Yeah. Our favorite, our sweet spot of length of movies. <laughs> Don't go over forty. No, no, no. hour thirty six <laughs> minutes and thirty six seconds. I think is exactly what it is. Wow. Don't quote me on that. And today we're gonna go through the movie because honestly, it's a really quick, easy read. And then as we're going through the movie, as we land on characters and introduced, we'll talk about them because there's some characters with a capital C. Oh my God, this I, this, this is like the ultimate group ensemble cast that's a cocky statement it's a good group ensemble cast i don't know if it's freaking the iron man's in it bro <laughs> freaking iron man so then why isn't weird science the ultimate ensemble cast it's close <laughs> is this just a robert downey jr you thing for Ken- you kennison you're whoa, whoa. So, yeah. <laughs> say okay. it say it that's pretty good uh, yours is terrible, terrible by the way i, I love the energy but, but I'm, this is why i respect you and try every single time because you'll do 10 imitations here's here's the thing i'll do 100 imitations 99 of them are okay yeah right one of them is better than okay you'll do 100 imitations and they're all garbage but when you nail one it is so good when you do the guy from predator and when you do your james earl jones those are so good don't i have a jeff goldblum too Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. Your Goldblum is really good, too. Goldblum would have been good in this movie. He could have done it. Yeah. Well, we, we're not recasting this movie, okay. so just calm down. We should have. We're not. So let's start with this. A little, a, a sweet little recap of the film for those who are unfortunate enough to have never seen it. Thornton Mellon. Great name. Great name. Played by Rodney Dangerfield. Another, Another great, great name. name. Yeah. And not his original name. Yeah. He, he was, was born. Jacob right? Rodney Cohen. And then he changed that name to Jack Roy when he was 19. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't either. And then he changed it again to Rodney Dangerfield. Well, there you go. That's Rodney Dangerfield. is. Think about well, the name. Rodney Dangerfield. It's like almost James Bondish. It is. Yeah. Dangerfield. Remington Rodney. Steel. Yeah. <laughs> I get no respect. No <laughs> respect. <laughs> You're going to have to make sure I don't do that more than 30 times today. <laughs> Anyways, Thornton Mellon is concerned that his son Jason, played by Keith Gordon, is going to bail on college. Because his upbringing, that's the one thing his father wanted him to do, and he didn't do it. Yeah, but why does he want his son to do it? Because <laughs> I, so I get well. that. I get that. It doesn't matter. Because he got lucky. He wants his kid to... He's smart. In the boardroom? All right, we're not debating this yet. Just just let me get through the freaking explanation <laughs> okay. of the movie. Jason is debating with his dad about leaving college, and his dad gives the classic, you know, you're not a real man, and you got you got to make something of yourself. And his son, <laughs> his son's like, well, it's easy for you to say. And he goes, all right, I'll do it with you. Yeah. And we have, and we have back to school. He goes back to school. Thor- Thornton Mellon says, "I never. My kids would be mortified if I if I even show up at their school. I think they're embarrassed." So. <laughs> This movie is about a father and his son. And that's kind of the nice thing about this movie is the underlying story is actually really sweet. Yeah. This is the most likable Rodney Dangerfield character yeah. in cinema history. I, <laughs> Alex, been in like Alex Cervic, you don't like him? Um, He's a jerk. He is a jerk. Who stepped on a duck? That's <laughs> Jason. I can't even read. I can't even read the synopsis of this movie. You want to do it? You're making me laugh so much. Go ahead. You do the movie. He's, you're already making me laugh so much. <laughs> To the movie. What's the movie about? His son's discouraged about college. He got divorced. Rodney Dangerfield gets divorced from his wife. He kind of wants a break. He's like, I'll go to school. And he's super rich, so he throws money at it and parties. And then eventually realizes he could study too. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Sounds good. Yeah. It's not a complicated plot. (laughs) No. (laughs) But this movie surprisingly performed incredibly well. Six highest grossing box office of 1986. $91.26 Ninety one point two six million dollars. Yeah. The number two comedy of the year. Do you know what the number one comedy was? Eighty six, eighty six, eighty six. Crocodile Dundee, Mike. Oh yeah, that, <laughs> that was, was the number one. That's yeah. I know. But listen, that's such a powerhouse year for comedies. Crocodile Dundee and Back to School. Samantha, eighty six rules. Good for you. Yeah, it really there you does. go. I mean, Top Gun. This Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, we need to talk about Crocodile Dundee at some point. Do we? Do you know what we should do? We should have our buddies, uh, the Double Impact podcast on, and, oh, yeah. and do an Australian podcast on Crocodile Dundee. Is it offensive to them? I don't know. I, when I was living in Australia, oh, there it is. as I know, you know, I did at one point, I felt like they didn't like it very yeah. much when I would constantly <laughs> quote that movie. Like we'd be in the, we'd be in the dinner hall. It's like 1am and uh, you're, we, you're at the bar just quoting well, it. No, it was even worse. Like we'd be at dinner and, and they'd be like, hey, can you hand me a knife? I'd be like, that's not a knife. <laughs> this is, I mean, I was, I was terrible. So still are. I really am. <laughs> This movie is kind of wacky. So like I it's said, it's so lighthearted and refreshing. So we'll get to the characters when we actually talk about the movie, but why don't we first talk about the director? Because I didn't know this guy existed. Yeah. So his story is kind of wild, right? So Alan Metter, um, he also directed, <laughs> I'm going to talk, I'm going to skip one thing he directed and talk about the others first. Girls just want to have fun. Incredible which movie. I love that. Have you seen moving yet? No. Richard Pryor, 
This movie's insane. It's it is one part National Lampoon Vacation okay. and one part Mad Max Thunderdome. What? Yeah, I'm not joking. It is it is a very like you got to see it. It's wacky. And I can't leave this out. Police Academy Mission to Moscow. I knew Although you, it was yeah. in the 90s, yeah. it uh, he is a part of the famed can't even say it with a straight face. All right, so here's the one I left out. What Olivia Newton-John music video? I don't care about that. That's have you great. have you seen the Rap and Rodney video? No. Oh my god. Uh we're going to take a quick commercial break and be right back. I played hide and seek when I was three. No respect. No respect. Why they wouldn't even look for me. No respect. No respect. I was an ugly kid. I never had fun. No respect. No respect. They took me to a dog show and I won. No respect. No respect. When I was born, I brought no joy. Well, congratulations, Max. You've now seen the most insane, ridiculous thing ever. He went to a dog show and won. No respect. (laughs) No respect. It's so weird. It's very 80s. Yeah. So that cinched it, right? They were like, if we're going to make this movie, we need the guy who directed the rock and rap and Rodney rock and rack and back and back. Uh, it's yeah, it's absurd. Alan Metter directed this. The writers were a couple staff writers and obviously Roddy Dangerfield had a heavy hand in influencing it, but Harold Just Ramis, jokes, yeah. Harold Ramis played. I mean, this is where the genius of Harold Ramis, because this entire movie is catered to all of Rodney Dangerfield's bits. I don't even know if he had a script. He was no, just kind of like, but it's all his stuff. So yeah. like, and, and it works. Yeah. I, I'd be more critical of it. And I, I mean, even the smallest thing, like at the beginning, I'm sure you know this cause you know everything Max, but the, originally it was not going to be the rich man, no. uh, Thornton Mellon. He was going to be poor. And Harold Ramis was like, no, no, no. That's make, not fun. Yeah. Make him rich, make it fun. And those small changes and his hand in this made it great. It's a brilliant change because he can just do ridiculous things. Yeah. Get Kurt Vonnegut, <laughs> pen, penthouse in the dorm. Whoa, easy. Don't skip ahead. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Buy yourself some kids. <laughs> so now the second time. You, you love that quote. I love that quote. You love that quote. All right. Are we ready to jump right into the movie? Yes. Yes. Okay. So opening scene of the movie. Flashback. New York, 1940. A young child. A young Thornton Mellon. Played dude from the Wonder Years, right? Played by, yep, Jason Harvey. 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 Isn't it Harvey? Is H-E-R-V-E-Y. Oh, that is hard. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know. We'll call, him, we'll call him Hervey. Hervey got Hervey gone wild. This kid, <laughs> Sneaky, had one of the best 80s film careers. You wouldn't think of it initially because you immediately think of the Wonder Years, right? Yeah. In the Wonder Years, he's the older brother whose name is escaping you right now. But let me tell you what he was in, in 80s movies. Meatballs 2, which is when you do your TikTok about crazy movies that never should have been made. Yeah. I don't know how Meatballs 2 doesn't make it on there. <laughs> it's a summer camp romp with an alien twist. Really? Yeah, it's super weird. You need to watch it. Police Academy 2. He's got a small role. He's this bratty kid who like won't get out of the car. And, oh, yeah. Yep. Back to the future, right? Back to the future, yeah. Who is he in Back to the Future? He's uh, Marty's uncle at the dinner table oh, when, yeah. when he's having dinner with him. Yeah, yeah. he's not the uncle in jail. Yeah, 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 that's him. And then Pee-wee's Big Adventure. He's Kevin Morton. Oh, yeah. The the famous actor that like gets Pee-wee's bike. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's a baller 80s. Uh, am I right? And then we, I can't even believe I was about to go on and not mention this. I would have been murdered by people on our podcast. Uh, Monster Squad, EJ. Oh my God. <laughs> like I said, he has this prolific 80s career. Stephen King rules. Yeah, there you go. Stephen King. It's a nice little Stephen King rules. What are you doing? Your voice softened. I thought I'd soften mine. So, anyways, moving along. Poor- <laughs> We're going to put a happy little tree. Oh, it's going to be an episode today. I'm, I'm feeling my bone. It yeah. is hot yeah. again in yeah. here right now. Did you Moisture. see that? One of our fans posted, uh, there was a picture of uh, the guy from Airplane when he's like sweating. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, if you saw today's, if you listen to today's episode, you'll understand this joke. And I was like, yes, yes. Huzzah. Uh, third level. That's great. Deep cut. So the opening of this movie starts off with little Thornton Mellon. With his clip-on tie. Yeah. And his <laughs> and his dad is running a clothing, like a tailor shop. Garment industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's Maloney at that point. It's yeah. not Mellon. And he brings him a report card, a bad report card. And his dad's like, Thornton, you can't. I butcher his Italian accent, yeah. right? You're kind of not to do this. I sound like the guy from The Simpsons, which is probably culturally inappropriate, but he's like, you got to get the grades. Uh, you got to get the grades. It just got worse. It got much worse. <laughs> so Thornton is like, but I don't want to get good grades, blah, blah, blah. I want to work here with you. And he puts his hands on his cheeks and he says, you can accomplish anything. You're a Maloney. Stay here. <laughs> Where it's safe. Then immediately cut to an intro montage. Great montage. Max, great, great Max, music. it holds in it. The worst Photoshop. 
it's pretty bad. Ever done ever? Every picture where they because they're showing they're supposed to be showing like Thornton growing up. Why didn't they have just pictures of Ronnie Daniels? Of, of a kid, up? right? Yeah, and yeah. instead, there are these like absurd photos where it's we, like his head's turned at a ninety degree <laughs> angle, but the body's in a different ninety degree angle. I bet they did it on purpose. I don't know, but there's one photo that's him for sure, Caddyshack, yeah, yeah, at the very end, and then it shows the birth of Thornton's son. There's some photos of that, and then it cuts to. <laughs> It cuts to the commercial. So he's in the car with Lou. So let's start with, we, we can talk about these two characters right now. We can talk about Rodney Dangerfield and we can talk about Lou. Burt Young. Burt Young. So who do you want to start with? Burt Young. <laughs> you are, you. I love his character. More likable than Polly. I like him more than Polly. I have a theory that he's the hybrid of Polly and Drago in this movie. Paulgo? <laughs> Drolly? Because he picks that dude up over his head. He is pretty he, tough. He crushes like metal in his hands. Yeah, he is pretty tough. Yeah. So Burt Young, at this point in his career, has done nothing other than Rocky. <laughs> now, now he's in a bunch of other things, none of which you would know about and they're worth talking about. In this movie as Lou, it's his best role. Absolutely. I've not seen him in anything else that I like. love as much of him as Lou. Rocky Four when he falls in the snow. That's, that's, that's <laughs> my Oscar that reel. <laughs> you love that scene. Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, at this point in his career, has done Easy Money. Yeah. Right? And I think that's it. It's a bad, Caddyshack. It's a, Easy Money is a bad movie that he's good in. Right, right. It's terrible. And Joe Pesci's not even good in no, it. No, it's, it's not one of their better films. But those are your two kind of beginning guys. So for me, when we talk about Rodney Dangerfield, the part that I think buys you into this movie, his humor was a reflection of how he felt about himself. He's very self-deprecating, yep. right? Like he thought of himself as kind of this like ugly fat kid. And that comes out in everything he does, all of his jokes, his sense of humor. There's a real sad side to this story. He dealt with a lot of depression. Alcoholism. Right? Yeah. But he was beloved. If you ever watch, I couldn't get a hold of this in time for today's episode, but there's a couple tribute documentaries that were done where they interviewed a lot of the people that were on set with him. And they did a lot of the people that were on back to school. And they talked about him on set back to school, how he funny he was. Too, right? He did. Yeah. Well, you remember you, you knew the facts on Caddyshack where like he had no idea how to act. Yeah. And they were like, no, this is where you like talk. And he's like, Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Do your bit. Do yeah. your bit. Right. Yeah. But he, he, like he's legit acting. No, he was this. great in this. He was absolutely great in this. So those are the first two you're introduced to. He get they get in the limo yeah. and while they're in the limo they the listen to the best commercial ever max the best commercial ever hi there are you a large person pleasantly plump a little on a hefty side perhaps well let's face it are you fat when you go jogging do you leave potholes when you make love do you have to give directions at the zoo do elephants throw you peanuts do you look at a menu and say okay well now you can eat all you want because at thornton melon's tall and fat stores we've got you covered that's right fine woolen and woolen blend suits and sport coats in all the larger sizes. Husky, stout, extra stout, and the new Hindenburg line. And for you ladies, we have caftans, moo-moos, and our own exclusive A-frame in all colors and patterns. Yes, we have miles and miles of fabric. So take it from me, Thornton Mellon. If you want to look thin, you hang out with fat people. Thornton Mellon's Tall and Fat, 150 locations across America. The commercial is amazing. Yeah. And while he's speaking in the commercial, it's all these cuts of like very heavy men and very heavy women. The Hindenburg line. You now know Thornton Mellon in this movie. Yeah. He's this over the top, tall and fat, close store owner. And even he asked Lou, he goes, he goes, do I look fat in that video? Yeah. <laughs> and Lou's like, like, well, you could hit the gym a few more, you know, a few more laps. Or what did he say? Laps? You could or? lose a few pounds. Yeah. Something like that. So there you go. <laughs> like the normal thing people say to each other. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you can trust Lou. They go back. And, and goes, again, you're establishing the relationship between Lou and Thornton. And he goes, I got to get bigger actors. That's <laughs> solution <laughs> he doesn't have a single set of lines in this movie where some like it's all zingers it's all zingers yeah every one of them uh so they're in the limo watching the commercial and they show up at like thornton mellon headquarters the building it's like a legit it's his whole building i also love that when he gets up to the boardroom every person that works for him is overweight and they and have a, and they have a giant buffet yeah. it's like eight o'clock in the morning <laughs> he goes hold some of my calls <laughs> And, and like part of this, this is all Harold Ramis, in yeah. my opinion. I can't prove that. This is all Harold Ramis. The character development where you're learning like who these guys are. So it starts off. He's got the one guy who works for him. who has got a cigar. The guy smugly looks at him and he's like, you know, Mr. Mellon, we have a serious offer on your commercial property in South Florida. And he immediately, again, this is a guy who, who graduated high school, never went to college. And you just see the, the gears turn in his intelligence, right? Take the depreciation, then transfer the title to the California Corporation. Show it as capital gain. We should do great. It, it blows you away the first time. I know? don't even know what any of that means. This might as well be the frozen orange juice trade. You don't, I don't understand know, that nope. your house is- I, I understand nothing. You can claim 11% on your house. It's just it easy, easy. Asset. Don't think you're better than me because you know these things. I just have more time. Yeah, you do have a lot of time. <laughs> Not enough time to make good TikToks. So. <laughs> I'm trying. Do better. Do better. I'm going to make worse ones. <laughs> 
that'll, that'll show me. That'll show me good. Just me drooling for 30 seconds. So while they're in there, <laughs> Jesus, Max, while they're in the boardroom, he gets a phone call from his son. Yeah. And he's like, everyone go away. And, and this he is, loves his son. he does. You learn later in the movie that Jason's birth mother had passed away. Yeah. And the bond between Thornton and Jason is really, to me, what makes this movie so great. You can't hate anything Thornton's doing because the whole time he's genuinely, like, son first. Like, I he just, want just he loves happy. his kid. Yeah, he just wants his kid to be happy. Kid's being a jerk. At the end, towards the end of the movie, Lou gives the best speech about, like, take it easy on your dad. Yeah, I love yeah. that. So he gets on the phone with his son, and his son is telling, oh, everything's great. And, you know, Thor- I'm on the swim team. Yeah, I'm in the fraternity. I'm on the swim team. Everything's wonderful. He hangs up the phone and we learn he's a towel boy. And who, of course, is treating him poorly? Billy Zabka. The ultimate 80s bully himself, Billy Zabka. The hair is incredible. Chaz. Oh, my God. Great name. Dude. Great name. So let's talk about Zabka because that's our next character that we're introduced to. So at this point, Zabka had been Johnny Lawrence uh, and the Karate Kid. Just one of the guys? Yeah, just one of the guys, Greg Tolan, and then Jack in European Vacation, which I always forget he's in that. You're the one who always remembers. He's feeding him. I know. <laughs> He's great in that. This was the first movie where Zapka said he realized he might be getting typecast. Might, might be getting typecasted as a bully. Well, because he tried to play it as a more funny and likable character. And they, they were like, stop they're, doing that. They're like, do the karate kid thing. Yeah. They're like, we need you to be Johnny. He's kind of a wimp. He doesn't even do his own fights. Yeah. In this movie, he's a very watered down version of Johnny. And yeah. it's, it, but the movie's meant to be softer like that. I actually kind of like him almost more of a, like a sniveling bully as opposed to tough. It's hard like when he gets his cramp at gents. the end. Yeah. 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 You got it. You got yeah. it. So Zapka's treating him terrible. Melon, in his conversation with his son, invites him over for a party at his house and says, you know, your mother is putting on this party. She's not my mother. And she's like, she's not my mother. So you've got this stepmom. And that is our next character. <laughs> So Thornton's wife is played by Adrienne Barbeau. Uh, her name is Vanessa in the movie. Mrs. John Carpenter at one point. That's right. Well, that's why she was in. Now, were they married before Escape from New York? I think so. And Fog. Those are the two Carpenter movies that he put her in, right? Yeah, it'd be weird to put your divorced wife in a movie. Well, yeah. But were they married? Yeah, I guess they remember <laughs> rank a call. Uh, she was also in Cannibal Run, Swamp Thing, Creep Show. And here's the wild thing. She does a lot of voiceovers. I mean, like a lot. Yeah? Yeah, she did computer voiceovers for uh, Demolition Man and Judge Dredd. Like she's, yeah, I know, right? Beautiful woman and also a great actress. She wasn't in a ton of movies outside of this, which was kind of surprised. Like, it's not like she's a bad actress. Yeah. I liked her. I liked her in this movie just kind of being the most awful woman. Awful wife ever, right? (laughs) I love when uh, they they go to this party and immediately you can see their marriage is absolute garbage. It's terrible. It's it's great, right? Because it feeds into this. I get no, I get no respect. Yeah, yeah, she's like, I don't have a thing to wear. You go, you six closets of nothing to wear. So they have this big party at their house, and as Thornton is walking around the house, he walks into his pantry where he sees his wife, and she's making out with uh, Giorgio. Right? Is that his name? Got who's, a good mustache. Who's played by Robert Picardo? And you know what he's from? Is he the dude from Inner Space? He's the the cowboy from yeah. Inner Space. Yeah, I love that dun, character. Dun, He's so dun. weird. Oh my god, Inner Space is a great movie. We should be talking about that I at love some that point movie. too. I love Inner Space. So Thornton catches his wife having an affair, and not for the first time. Not for the first time. Yeah. So he goes out to the rest of the party. He is just unapologetically blue collar. Yeah. Right. My one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie is he goes out there and there's all this finger food. And he grabs this big roll and just takes it, cuts out all of the bread from it and starts putting in the finger food. He throws like four meatballs, some deviled deviled eggs, eggs, has the the guy come over, put his hand on it, cuts the sandwich in half. He wants beer instead of champagne. I mean, he's getting all Thornton Melanie out there. Don't you hate small food? Right, right. And then she, uh, his wife introduces him to some other couple and he's like, like, you're wearing a pool table. (laughs) He's so awful. So this whole party disintegrates their marriage. He pulls out divorce papers. That's the end of the the, the the C plot, right? And that leads us to him saying, you know, I never should have let this woman get in between me and my son. So he tells Lou, pack our bags. We're going to visit Jason. <laughs> and that, my friend, sets off the entire story. In an 80s limo. In an 80s limo, for sure. So Lou and Thornton head up to the college, which I think the university, university. which uh, they did the most of the shooting at University, university of Wisconsin, Wisconsin, right? Yeah, yeah. So they the had- looters. <laughs> Oh, that's right. The Hooters. It's a terrible name. I love it, though. So they get up there and, you know, Thornton's going up there expecting his kid to be on the dive team, expecting him to be in a fraternity and classic 80s trope. 
Wa- oh, walks walks into the sorority. Fast forward. Yeah, yeah. Walks in the sorority. Like girls in the shower. Uh, uh, yeah, just whatever. So bribe, bribes a police officer. Yeah, that's great too. Thornton makes his way over to the dorm, and there we see Jason, and we see Jason's roommate, Derek Lutz. Derek Lutz, played by your guy Robert Downey Jr., who up to this point had not had any really substantive roles. He just did uh, Weird Science. I don't think he was anything big other than that. He was at this on point. SNL. He was on SNL. Yeah. That's right. That's right. For one year. Right. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't call that, you know, I don't know. I mean, mid eighties. All right. All right. All right. Well, one year though. Yeah. This is his best role in the eighties. Wow. It's he's just funny and goofy. And, uh, a little bit. Cause you all had that one friend in college. Why well, say y'all? I don't know why. I don't know. But we all, all come that, back now here. <laughs> we all had that one friend in college who wasn't sure of himself yeah. and would just latch on to whatever, like he read most recent. That's Derek is this Is this you? Do you see this as being a you? Nah, a little bit. Maybe the wild hair. I'll take Robert Downey Jr. Wow, at this phase, he wasn't like cool Iron Man. Robert Downey Jr. He's pretty cool. All right, plays you. That's you. I'm gonna come start calling you Lutz. Lutz. (laughs) Oh, you know who else is Lutz? Uh, Please, no. uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Who's Lutz? Isn't Lutz one of the detectives? Detective Bogomil. By no Bogomil. Why why, why do you say like RoboCop? It's Ronnie Cox who's in. Oh, okay. What is going on today? <laughs> it's the heat again. It's getting to us. Nah, I don't blame the heat. We got to start does. paying for the AC. All right. So I'm wearing a football helmet with a rocket through it. Excellent. Excellent. They introduce, they meet and look, I mean, even at that part, he, he looks at him and says, you know, lie to girls. Don't lie to me. You know, that's and, not and, great <laughs> advice. That's great dad advice. You're going to give yourself. That's exactly. I'm going to be like, you can lie to girls. Don't lie to your dad. Oh, that's, you're going to get quoted. on this. <laughs> <laughs> so, they establish that school's been terrible for Jason. Jason's like, I don't know if this is right for me. Keith Gordon's great in this. He though. is great in this. Keith, let's talk about Keith Gordon for a minute. I know Christine, you love. Dressed to kill. Yeah. And additionally, Jaws 2. He was the kind of like hippie um, guy with glasses and a hat. And like he's he's got his boat, his sailboat, has got like the inflatable one on. He's pumping with his foot. Does he get eaten? Yeah, I don't like remember it. if he got oh. eaten or not, but he is Keith Gordon's in that movie too. Take all that aside. As a director, he's directed episodes of Dexter, Better Call Saul, and Walking Dead. And Fargo, The Strain, The Leftovers, Legion. Yeah. Those are legit. Legit. Absolutely. So that's kind of cool to see him go that route because he certainly didn't go the acting route. His accent in this movie is like the cousin from Rick and Morty who goes like, I'm walking here. (laughs) Like, it sounds like he's mimicking Rodney Dangerfield like a parrot. He is not good in this movie. No, he's not. (laughs) But it's okay. And the girl he wants is a solid foot taller than him. Yes. And they don't even, they don't even Apple box or whatever they, Apple, when they, what do they call it? The Tom Cruise effect. Yeah. They don't even try to do that. Like they make no attempt. When she puts her hand on his face, it, it looks like she could crush it like a, a mother and her son. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Come here, son. It's okay. <laughs> Who's that actress that's We'll Valerie. talk about her. We're not there yet. Okay. Hold on. We'll get there. Easy, Tiger. Easy. They have this real, real beautiful father-son kind of talk about, you know, what are we going to do here? And, you know, Mellon gives him the, Thornton gives him the same conversation. <laughs> Mellon, I'm sorry. It's like they're both Mellon. I know. Thornton gives him the talk that his dad gave him. You, you can, but it didn't work on him. <laughs> I know. I know. So Jason says that. And he's like, you know, it's easy for you to say, dad, like you don't have to go back and do this. And he's like, fine. I'll do it with you. And all of a sudden you have back to school. Cue the music. Cue the music. Danny we'll t- Danny, we'll talk about Okay, oh, man. Sorry. God. You're always jumping all over the place, Max. <laughs> so Thornton, Thornton yeah. and Jason are going back to school. Back to school. <laughs> so I believe at this point as well, we've been introduced to Valerie Desmond. So I may prematurely shut you up because I think cut in between all these scenes when he's coming up to college. Uh, him and his buddy Lutz are walking on campus and Lutz is like, is that Valerie Desmond? <laughs> yeah, there? Very, creepy. So, yeah. very, 80s. very 80s. So Valerie Desmond is played by Terry Farrell and she was in the only thing I think you would know her from. I'm going to butcher this name. Jadze Dax in the television series, Star Trek. Nothing. You're not a Star Trek guy. That's okay. She was in Deep Space Nine, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Oh, okay. Um, she did also have some acting experience before that. But did she? Yeah, a little bit. She did, Max. She was in Hellraiser 3. I don't, oh. know, I don't know if you've ever seen that film or not. No. And that may not have been before Do you want that. To see that might have been like 92. I don't even know if that was before it. It's so hard sometimes with these obscure actresses. But that is, uh, She's not yeah. great. That's Valerie. That's that's our Valerie. <laughs> Giggity. I got nothing else. Have her on the show. Nothing else. We could get her on the show for sure. <laughs> so anyways, after the, the, the declaration, of going to school takes place. You can't go to school yeah. unless you get into the school. It's not like Michael Scott with bankruptcy. Right. Just declare. No, no. So you got to go talk to the dean. Dean Martin. Dean Martin. <laughs> I love it every time they say it. Ned Betty. 
And he is, I, it's funny, right? Because he's always sniveling. Well, you have to immediately go back to deliverance. Deliverance. No, deliverance. I know it's on the 80s, but that's. I, I mean, haven't seen deliverance. Oh, Max. Squeal like a piggy? That's him. Yeah. He's the one who squeals. Oh. Yeah. Is Burt Reynolds in that too? <laughs> yeah. It's, and he's got a orangutan. Have you ever seen it? <laughs> BJ and the Bear? <laughs> is Burt Reynolds not in it? Just let's move on. James Conn? Just. Michael Caine. Oh. It's Michael Caine. Uh, <laughs> is that like a Southern yeah. assault movie? He, he is. Southern assault. <laughs> All right, Max, I'll keep it to the 80s because you were correct. He is in the toy. He's in more than just the toy, though. He is in 1941, which is just out of the 80s. We've talked about it before. Stinker. Yep. Um, he's in Superman 1 and 2. He's Otis. Oh. And he's also in the toy, as you mentioned. And he's Rudy's dad in Rudy. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, bring that up, too. But as Dean Martin, he's great. He is just the... the Money grubbing The it. epitome of... I mean, he's he's fantastic. It's how I would be as a Dean. It's basically... Did you cheat on your test? It's the Lori Laughlin story is basically <laughs> what happens here. Uh, so... He starts off, he's got his feet on the desk. He puts his feet on the Thornton, chair. Yeah. He makes a huge endowment to the, he, Thor, it was a Thornton School of Business, business yeah. yeah, which is great. I dedicate this building to me, or myself. <laughs> That's when we get introduced to the true antagonist of Thornton Mellon, which is Professor Philip Barbet, played by Paxton Whitehead. Paxton Whitehead, British actor. He was in like Kate and Leopold, The Adventures of Huck Thin, uh, Marblehead Manor, and more importantly, Back to School. He's great in this. He's really funny. He's, he's really funny. He's kind of likable. He's yeah, but he's like he's prickly. And there's some elements of this we'll talk about when we get into his relationship, but with Diane, it's, and come, it's weird. It's weird. And and the fact that she's like outraged that Thornton's in a hot tub with three <laughs> girls as she just left a date with another guy yeah. is a little bit weird to me. But whatever, we'll we'll get to that. When he has the Wonder Woman quote, it's like he wins me over with the Wonder Woman quote when he's like, I just want to be wrote by the lasso of truth and made to say the truth. Everything. He's really charming. Yeah, he is. And, and he's not wrong in the class. He's like Thornton's talking back to him. Oh, he is. So we we call it a widget. At this point, we at this point, about tape to, recorders. Why can you imitate him? There's another random imitation you can do well. So now I don't even remember the sequence, but you have basically both signing up for classes and also getting school supplies and also getting their dorms turned into a penthouse. Yeah. So all three of these things are just they're they're fantastic. And so, with registration, he gets the classes he wanted by having Lou hold a sign. This is Bruce, Bruce Springsteen, Springsteen, which apparently is a big deal back then, right? 86. This yeah, is that's a big deal. It's Thunder Road yeah, area. There you go. Yeah. So everybody clears out because they think Bruce Springsteen is showing up. Prior to that, great scene with Zapka where, where Jason and Lutz are allowing Valerie to cut in line to take an astronomy class with them. And Zapka shows up. I keep on calling him Zapka. I call <laughs> yeah. Chaz is just as good as Zapka. And he's like, Melon, buddy. Yeah. And he's like, oh, sorry, I can't do that. And that's, to your point about Robert Downey Jr., yeah. he is really funny in this when yeah. he's like nope 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 you get every person in here to say yeah. it's okay Chaz and we'll let you cut in line and Zapka does the great like the disgusted inhale yeah I yeah. love that see it's hard to, it's hard because you're right he is way softer in this so he doesn't throw a single punch he gets punched is it possible that Johnny Lawrence like had a mental break after losing to Dan, Danny LaRusso changed no. his name went to school no it's not this is not Johnny Lawrence. Johnny Lawrence would not tolerate the crap. And when he just learned how to dive, I'm saying he like, he's already a senior in high school and he just learned how to dive and he, got a scholarship. He lost his mind and disassociated. No. Oh. You're incorrect. I'm not accepting that as a deep cut theory. So that takes place. <laughs> then they do the classic, the classic uh, Caddyshack. Give me two of those, one of those. Oh, you buy a hat like that, you yeah. get a free bowl of soup. So he does the same thing <laughs> inside the school. Everyone. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'd like to tame your shrew. Oh, I, yeah. I love that. That's a great quote. So gets all the books. Gets all the stuff, making a making a splash on campus. <laughs> Wearing a bathrobe out. Oh, then they show up, they go back to the dorms. And the dorm, they've taken three dormitories, blown out the walls, and turned it into like a New York downtown penthouse. It's a place Patrick Bateman would live. Yeah, with a hot tub. Yeah. You can't study when you're stressed. <laughs> hot tubs rule. Yeah, they do. Maybe there's a time machine. I in there. knew you were gonna say hot tub time machine. They now get this introduction to these different classes they're going to. And he's not interested in them at all. No, not at all. But he, he shows up at least to the first one. I don't know the order. I don't even particularly care what the order is because we already, history we already talked about the one Philip. Philip. <laughs> but we're going to talk about the other two classes because those are fantastic. The history class and the poetry class. So let's start with the history class. So they get into the history class and the history teacher is Professor Turgelson. Turgenson. Turgenson. Tuck Pendleton. <laughs> and played by Sam Kinison. Ow! That's you sound terrible. It's uh, more confident. Yeah, much more. Say it. <laughs> Sega. You sound like yeah. 
in this class, I can't even repeat anything he says. No, it's impossible. Very inappropriate. But it's great. He's this like lunatic professor who has a very, very hard right philosophy on, on what's going on in the world. He scares the hell out of everybody in the class in the actual filming of this. Rodney Dangerfield was laughing uncontrollably while this was going on. So they had to use a far shot of what was going on in there because they couldn't even get a good shot of the scene. It's incredible. Because of how hard he was laughing yeah. at Sammy Kinison. Now, you know, they looked at a few other people for this role. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey was just too young. And then uh, Bob, Bob Saget, Saget because yeah. they were good friends, but again, didn't have the edge to it. He always liked, Rodney always liked bringing other comics into his movies. Because he, in in large part, and this is what I like about his personality, he knew how hard it was. So yeah. if, he, if he knew a young comic that had like, you know, talent, he wanted to give that person a leg up and help him out, which yeah. I think is great. That's awesome. Why can't we get a leg up? Well, why isn't Joe Rogan, why doesn't he give us a ring? He's COVID. He's COVID. He's sick right now. <laughs> Jesus. So we move from that to the poetry class. Dr. Diane Turner. I love her. She's great. She's played by Sally Kellerman. Do you know what Sally Kellerman is from? Julia Roberts' mom? No. She looks like it. Oh, my God. I literally almost had a heart attack. I was like, is that real no. or are you just making just, that up? The, the smile. Dude, she's Hot Lips Houlihan from uh, MASH. She was nominated for an Oscar. Shut up. Yeah. I didn't see it. Oh, well, there you go. that's okay. It's not in the 80s. I don't hold you accountable to it. <laughs> Woo. Right? Yeah, no, matches before the 80s. It took me a minute. She's she, elegant. She's great. She really is great. And her chemistry feels real with Thornton Mellon. Like you, you love it from the beginning. Yeah. And she's uh, like into it. She's like, I want to have fun and love life. Yeah. Her whole thing about men being too sensitive now. I was like, what is this? I know. Yeah. Right. Very interesting stuff. So he falls in love with her almost immediately. Well, yeah. And he, yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> he screams it out in class. And of course, she's dating the antagonist. Quote unquote dating. Oh, yeah. Their, their relationship is a very business weird. merger. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Your invitation's so good. Why is it so good? It's so weird. Yeah. And she I love how the way she says Philip. Oh yeah. Philip. It's really annoying. It reminds me if you just twisted it and sped it up a little bit, you have a little bit of Eddie Murphy from Beverly Hills Cop. Phil! Give me a kiss, baby. <laughs> Not a good invitation. See, you either knock it out of the park or you fall on your face. All this is taking place. They got their classes. They have their school supplies. And then you see it start to turn. And really the way it's turning, oh my God, stupid me. How could I skip over this? The coach? Yeah, you got to talk about the coach. Yeah. So M. Emmett Walsh arguably had the greatest 1986 of any human being on the face of the air. That's a cocky call. Talk to me. What do you got? He was in the best of times. (laughs) You're like, stop right there. You win. Say less. (laughs) Wildcats. Yeah. Critters. That's right. And back to school. Yeah. Big 86. And Blade Runner, Flesh, and Blood Simple, which you need to see, by the way. I do need to see. It's the Coen Brothers' first movie. It's basically the prequel to No Country for Old Men. Oh, cool. I will see it then. Yeah. And he's so evil. He, so. He's great in this. He's great as the coach and the whole thing about, so you have Thornton injecting himself into his son's life in back to school. And, you know, he's already taking care of the school supplies, getting the classes he wants, giving him a little confidence. And now he's got to get him on the dive team. But this is where it gets a little dicey. Because he gets him on the dive team, not by anything other than getting the coach's attention and getting him to actually watch him dive. And Jason can dive with more confidence because his high school coach was Thornton Mellon. Yeah. And Ronnie was a diver in real life. Did you know that? I did, which is super weird. He doesn't look like it. No, doesn't have have the body for it. If you see him in the first scene in his own pool when he's swimming. He can swim. Oh, yeah. I I would look like a wet dog if I was trying to swim. I don't have that kind of swimming ability. So in their first conversation, you do get the first glimpse at talking about the triple Lundy. Oh yeah. You're like, what is this? Dive? It's pretty dangerous. The pretty school, dangerous. The school loves diving by the way. I, I, I haven't seen any football games, soccer games. <laughs> They're just, just a, all it's about a big diving. diving school, big diving school. So Jason makes the team. Everything seems to be, you know, doing pretty Falling good. Falling into place. And I have to tell you the only complaint I have about this movie is there's a real hard right turn that doesn't make a total amount of sense to me. Well, what are you talking about? So at this point, Thornton basically is cheating the system, right? They're getting to midterms. He's Van Wilding. Oh, I like that. He's getting all of his business people to come in, write papers for him. He has a paper he has to write on the work of Kurt Vonnegut. He, he hires gets, yeah. he hires him to write it. And he comes in, Jason sees what's going on, right? In the mix of all this, by the way, I should note that in uh, Phillip's, Bombay, Barbet's class or whatever, I'll just call him Phil. In Phil's class. <laughs> Bombay. Yeah. <laughs> Mighty Ducks. That's what I was thinking yeah. of. That's immediately Gordon. what I was thinking of. In Phil's class, he stops showing up and sends his secretary, which is played by none other than Edie McClurg. And you might Marge Sweetwater. One righteous dude. Yeah. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. She's uh, the checkout lady in Mr. Mom. Grace. I just said, Grace! Grace! 
<laughs> he's cheating the system and he has the astronomy paper done for Jason. And when Jason gets it, don't you feel like Jason overreacts a little bit to this whole thing? Like at this point, has his dad really done anything that terrible other than like skipping class and being a little bit lazy about stuff? He's being a rebellious jerky son. We've all been there. I, but I don't even think it's rebelling. Well, he's just like, you're in my space that I'm miserable in you, and you're like crushing it. Let me give you a different angle. Okay. It's a little bit of the Daniel LaRusso throwing my bike like tantrum. <laughs> I want to go home. Yeah. It's like, it's like disproportionate to the situation. Like you're in California, your apartment complex has a pool. It's a little dirty. You're learning karate. Just relax. And like in the same sense, Jason just seems to freak out out of nowhere. There's no buildup to him getting upset. It was well, just that moment. Well, there's no movie otherwise. Mom. I know. I know. It's just, it felt, <laughs> it felt rushed. That's all. It just felt rushed. Did I skip the fight at the bar? When did the fight at the bar take around place? this time? Yeah. Around that time. <laughs> Whatever we already, I already did give Boingo, the quote. Boingo is playing too. Boingo, Boingo is playing. Who's the lead singer of Boingo Boingo? Freddie Mercury? No, Danny Elfman. <laughs> I know it's obviously it's not Freddie Mercury. It could Max. be Freddie Mercury. It's not Freddie Murphy. So Freddie yeah, Murphy. So we should talk of Freddie Murphy. So we should Eddie, Eddie, Freddie, Freddie, Eddie. So we should talk about Oingo Boingo, and we should talk about Danny Elfman, who obviously is the lead singer of Oingo Boingo, but goes on to have a more prolific career as a composer and doing scores we talked about batman yeah. which is like the crowning achievement he did the score for this film as well uh so i think it's kind of cool that that transition from 80s pop band to being this incredible scorer of oh movies. it's unbelievable yeah and oingo boingo is fun too they are are they playing twist and shout because i know twist and shout is playing at the bar there's huh? only two movies that twist and shout appeared in in the 80s you yeah, know they 86 are? ferris bueller yeah that's yeah. right both we'll, in the same year just shake it up baby yeah a uh, little aretha franklin at the end of this movie with uh respect which was a nice tip of the hat to get no respect <laughs> and michael bolton's in this movie too he is he everybody's is. crazy <laughs> that's when he's going through his heavy metal phase yeah which is funny that michael bolton had a heavy metal phase we're now ready to go into the turn of the movie so maybe now's a good time to stop for a break from our ads a little back to school ad break max Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Capsiva Pain Relieving Gel. And I can tell you that if you're sitting at a table across from a guy who has to go to the bathroom every 25 minutes, sure. you're going to get arthritis. You're going to get muscle soreness, psoriasis. Um, Capsiva is all Sorry. natural. It's okay. Capsiva is all natural and designed to increase blood flow for the healing and pain relief process. Uh, try it for free at capsiva.com. That's C-A-P-S-I-V-A.com. And uh, you know, Max, I'm an old man and I need this kind of stuff. It works. It's, it's, it's great stuff. Yeah, it's like Wilford Brimley in Cocoon. You know what I mean? It's, you feel revitalized. It, that's exactly what it's like. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Lindsay Larravee Photography. Uh, if you have checked out our website, hopefully you have. You've seen the amazing photos that were put up there. Lindsay, so good. Yeah, Lindsay and her team did all of those. She teased my hair. She was, she was fun to work with. Uh, just made the whole experience really exciting for us. She has been taking photos of families, children, and smiles in Metro Detroit since 2017. Um, she loves what she does, and it shows. She works with her clients, catches everything in the moment, and adores watching the connections and relationships unfold in front of her lens. If you mention Buzz in the Tower, you get $25 off any family session in 2021. You can find Lindsay on our website under our sponsors page. Uh, check her up and get some work done. She is fantastic. Yeah, she made us look good. She can make anyone look good. All right, so as we're rounding the turn, those are some great ads, by the way. If we're rounding the turn, we're, we're at a point in the movie where Dr. Diane Turner has uh, consummated her crush with Thornton Mellon. <laughs> yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. <laughs> so <laughs> you got, they had a bottle of wine and they got like really like high school flirty. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh. So that took place. You've got Jason being upset. Then you've got Chaz basically at the first meet since he's made the team saying, well, the only reason you made the team is because your dad bribed the coach and maybe he'll bribe the refs too. Are they called refs? Judges? Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. It's diving. I don't know. Judges. And so he does a terrible, bombs. does a terrible dive later that night is the big party yep. because every one of these movies, I don't care if it's a eighties high school movie. I don't care if it's an eighties college movie, world war two movie. There's gotta be the big party, <laughs> uh, which is funny because in 1941, there was the big party. There's the big oh, dance. Really? Yeah. 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 It's the only world war two comedy romp that I'm familiar <laughs> with. So there you probably go. For good reason. That probably they have their big party, which is again, you got Oingo Boingo performing Dead and man's party. Yeah, there you go. A lot of things happen to this party. <laughs> Jason, Bubbles, gets, get in here. Jason, Jason gets, <laughs> 
<laughs> what? They're my nieces. <laughs> yeah. Say hello to my nieces. That's so good. So this is where to me it's nuts. She goes, okay. So Thornton invites her to the party. Yeah. She's like, I have a date with a guy who I've been dating. Bring him. We could use some ice. Okay. So but you understand she shows up and finds Thornton in a hot tub with three women and then gets upset. You were coming from a date with another guy. Is it the number of women? Is that what's upsetting you? <laughs> like, I don't go. understand this. This is a max. I don't want to let it go. It bothers me. All right. Sorry. I'll let it go. Just doesn't seem fair. Doesn't seem fair. Jason gets wasted. One thing that Lutz does during this, which is great, is because he's a weirdo. He gets on the soundboard and starts playing with it. And if you listen to the sound that's made on the soundboard, it's the sound effect for the proton packs in Ghostbusters. That's got to be Ramus. That's right? 100% Ramus. Yeah. But I've never realized it until I read watched it and I saw that note and I was like sure enough that's it so Jason storms off and he bumps into Valerie who is dressed like Wilma Flintstone yeah because they were going to a the caveman, caveman party. party yeah and I believe when he bumps into her is Chaz with them no he comes eventually. comes eventually because then he punches because he, so. he needs the moment where he can tell her how he feels yeah and she's Here's what I really think and she's so nice because she's like let's let's just you know let's get some coffee and we'll be okay he's like, no he's like no I'm gonna be an impetulant <laughs> child and then Chaz shows up and he's like oh great Chaz is here great grand wonderful <laughs> he socks him socks him in the face this is why it's not Johnny Lawrence no. Johnny Lawrence would not have taken that punch and been like fine with it I'm saying Johnny Lawrence had a mental break it doesn't matter break down not break you don't take a mental break you take a mental breakdown oh i take mental breaks all day. <laughs> you, take, you check out all the time huh check out on aisle sanders <laughs> so anyways jesus criminy so you've got the blow up that he has with his dad you've got all these things swirling low and, point and you literally kick to the next day and the next day everything's fine lou gives him a little pep talk take it easy on your dad but you do have an accusation of academic impropriety <laughs> The old which, accusation. Which Thornton is doing. Which he blatantly is doing. He is NASA. That, that's probably my favorite scene of the whole movie is when he's with Dean Martin. So the Dean turns to Thornton and says, well, Thornton, I'm only going to ask you this one time. <laughs> is the work that you turned in your own? And Thornton looks at him and says, I can't lie to you, Dean Martin. Yes, it is. <laughs> and Dean Martin just says, I'm satisfied. <laughs> Phil feels like I'm outraged. <laughs> That's why I love this movie. Doesn't He's so funny. She whiz, Phil. I just asked Melon if the work is his, and he said yes. <laughs> it just doesn't take itself seriously. No, it's it's really, really funny. It's effervescent. I love how he's like, well, what do you think I should do? He's like, I would suggest a comprehensive oral examination. And then he agrees to it. This is 100% done again. We mentioned it in the beginning at uh, Waterboy. I mean, this is the whole premise yeah. of- Want like, me to the, kill them? <laughs> It's the same quote you gave before. Is that your favorite part of that? That girl is crazy. She's uh, the craft. Medulla oblongata. <laughs> Alligators are sad because they had all those teeth and no toothbrush. They own me. <laughs> Mama says they own me. <laughs> Oh man! Did you ever catch that gorilla that came out of the zoo and I got, punched you in the I, eye? I gotta tell you, dude, I love Buzz in the Tower, and I love that we do '80s movies. But there are a handful of movies that you and I would have so much fun talking the mask. about. The Water Boy would be one of them. Yeah. Over the mask, the like, mask with uh, Eric Stoltz. Yeah. No, that's a downer of a movie. That's no, a fun movie. Shares in it. Sam Elliott too. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. So I know stuff. they prepare for they they go right into an, an outstanding montage. Can, can I say my favorite part of the movie? Yeah, please, please. Is during the montage. In the shower? In the Is shower. In the shower. Jason has a full raincoat and little hat, like the yellow one, and Thornton's in pajamas drinking a coffee and like can't stand up and is like rotating like he just spun around a bunch of times. So here's my favorite, my two favorite facts about the movie. Not scenes in the movies, but facts in the movie. Okay. Uh, one's probably not that cool. I'll give you the one that I don't think is as cool, but it's kind of cool. So Dr. Diane Turner's house is the same house that Jamie Lee Curtis was babysitting in in Halloween. Okay, that's pretty cool. But I have one that's cooler. The oral exam is in the same. You know, so I don't always say it. I never, you, you always do the facts. Let Fine. me do this one. The oral exam is being administered in the same room that they were judging in Flashdance. Alex Owens. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I know. I think that's great. I want to go there. I would video you dancing in there. You're not going to get a video of me dancing in there. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> I only have one question for you, but it has 27 parts. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I gave birth to an accountant. Oh my God. So he gets the exam. He, his answers for them are great. The 27 parts for Phil and then, uh, Diane Turner. Hers is great. I know you love that scene. Don't dude. go quietly until that's off night. Yeah. Real acting by Rodney. You love that. Um, and then real acting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's great. It. It's great. You do. You're a fan of acting. He finishes up the exam. They go to the swim meet because obviously that's the biggest deal. That's the hottest ticket in town. Yeah, it's <laughs> StubHub, $200 it's, a seat. Yeah, it's incredible. Finals. It's incredible. 
obviously you have your class. I mean, this is the buildup. This is it, right? Yeah. So Jason does a great job diving. It goes. Does it go into a dive off? I don't even remember. Derek what? Lutz like uses an air horn and say. and a mirror to blind the other guy. <laughs> Just a reminder. Please, no noises from the audience. It's great or from the crowd. So Chaz claims that he blew out his calf muscle because he had to get cramped yeah or something and what are they going to do right they, yeah. they got they got to have someone dive so the coach goes to the judges like i i got one more guy in the <laughs> roster just give me a minute his, his rationale for how he's on the team is, is insane <laughs> insane he's like i got a sheet i'll give it to you later but they get the triple lindy yeah and the triple lindy i mean it could kill you it's it's risky <laughs> when he why does he make farting noises with his armpits before That's he, how he warms up <laughs> i guess That's how a lot of swimmers warm up <laughs> So Rodney does the triple Lindy. And of course, Max, we know what the result is. They win the swim meet. Instant death. He finds out that he passed the test. Everything is turning up roses. Oh, I will also add in my notes of things that happened in this movie that are outrageous and they seem like they cut out scenes and it moved too fast. How did Jason and Valerie move from like, these are the most amount of words that you've ever said to me to, I love you. And her saying, I love you too. Hey, How are they you, in love? When you know, you know. I guess so, man. I guess so. They want that Thornton Mellon money. That's why she was all over that. So then there you have it. He's the first freshman to ever be invited to give the commencement speech <laughs> at graduation. He might be in my top five for who I would want in my commencement speech of all time. I, you know, I would rather have uh, Lloyd Dobler give my commencement speech. No. Yeah. That, I don't want, I don't want Thornton Mellon. Hans Gruber. President St. Clair and members of the graduating class. I have only one thing to say to you. It's a jungle out there. You got to look out for number one, but don't step in number two. <laughs> every every gag. It's yeah. like every every other sentence out of his mouth is a gag. He has kind of a profound statement at the end, though, where he's like, stay home with your parents. Let them deal with reality. Yeah. That's kind of what Generation Z and millennials have done. And then it... it Predictive. It, it, no do you remember, do you remember, we were, remember we were talking about the John Candy end of movie freeze frames, like your favorite freeze this frames? This is a really good this freeze This is hand up, waving, thumb up in the air, cut to, boom, what you want, boom. Baby, I got it in a little no respect. It, it's this is it. This and is the movie. The best part about this freeze frame is he pauses while the hats are going. Yeah, and the hats still cascade. Oh down yeah, while he's frozen. So he's he stroked out. It's a Max Sanders <laughs> stroke out. He's just totally stroked. It's incredible. Max, I feel like we've been talking about back to school for two days. <laughs> this is this was supposed to be a light one. We, we went, pick the most outrageous <laughs> movies. Like we never do full movies, and I think the only times we've done full movies, it's it's been this in one crazy summer and. Ghostbusters and Back to the Future. It's hard to go through a movie. And Predator, I've seen. of course, and Predator. Yeah. And Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, yeah. I guess we've done a few. <laughs> so on that note, it is time for our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. Am I right? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Today's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is Jake McLaughlin. And this guy, before I even get into his acting career, I want to say thank you for your service. He was awarded a number of different medals for his service during Operation Iraqi Freedom. And we connected with Jake because on top of being a hero, he is also an outstanding actor and a lover of the 80s. And that's how we hooked up with Jake. Found us on Instagram, fan of the show. He's in one of my favorite sports movies ever, Warrior is like probably the best sports movie of the last 10 years. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, the Day the Earth Stood Still with our boy Keanu. Yep. He was in Savages too, right? Yeah. Oliver yeah, yeah. Stone. I mean, this is a no joke career. Yeah. No, I mean, super cool dude. And he's got a jawline that could cut steel. All right. Just don't get weird because he'll never talk to us again. But we reached out to him because we wanted to know a little bit about his thoughts on back to school. Because as a lover of all things 80s, how could you not have a couple things to say about back to school? So let's hear what Jake had to say. Hello, everybody. Tuning in to Buzz in the Tower podcast. This is Jake McLaughlin here. And I'm just giving my two cents on what my favorite 1980s college film was and while there's a lot to think of and a lot that actually you know technically could kind of be college-ish because like I mean if you think about Evil Dead and that kind of stuff you know they were technically in college but just on a, a weekend getaway so I mean does that count I don't know because that would be probably it for me but the first thing that actually came to mind was 1986's Back to the School starring Rodney Dangerfield. So already you've got a hilarious guy there with his one-liners in that movie. You're absolutely hilarious. He's he's genius. So yeah, just kind of checked all the boxes for everything that makes a great 80s film in general. And uh, with a great soundtrack provided by Danny Elfman, who at the beginning of the movie has this classical music. It's not really quite the Danny Elfman that we're used to today with this awesome you know career that he's created and the soundtracks that he's created that are just timeless and priceless. But uh, you have this classical music. So it was 
wasn't like it wasn't quite Danny Elfman, but you could see it starting. You could see it starting to begin. It might have even been his first movie. I'm not 100% sure. And then he also performed later in the film with his band, Oingo Boingo, which is also a great 80s band as well. And then you have William Zabka playing the bully. So check that off the list. Who's a better bully? You know, William Zabka. He goes down and he, everyone knows him. And uh, the history teacher was absolutely hilarious. Uh, you had Harold Ramis and Roddy Dangerfield working in cahoots with each other, coming up with the story and writing the screenplay for it. So that's a that's always going to be a dynamite when the two worlds like that collide. And yeah, I mean, just the dorm when his dad buys the do- re- renovates the dorm to be just awesome. Just the way it was was just it was just perfect. The 80s hair, the the hairspray the girls were wearing in the movie. It's just everything about it was just it was perfect. So yeah, I'm gonna stick with that. That's gonna be my answer. Keep tuning into Buzz in the Tower. It's a great podcast. It's a great page on Instagram if you haven't checked them out. And uh, I love all things 80s, 80s, 90s. Uh, that's that's my era, and I love it. So keep up the good work, guys. And thanks for uh, providing all the fun material. Yeah, I wasn't joking, man. Jake is uh, he knows his 80s and he loves the 80s. So it's got a black belt. It does. It was great to have him. Maybe a real one. I was saying in the 80s. No, I got you. I got you. Follow <laughs> follow Jake at um, at Jake McLaughlin, and you can find him. Uh, we'll tag him on Instagram with our release this week. So please take a look and follow him and support his work. And again, Jake, thank you for your service and thanks for coming on. That was awesome to have you. Warrior now, rules. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, it does. <laughs> Nothing, you're like a five-year-old. So, Max, we're done with our journey, our back-to-school journey. We're in September. We're back to school. I will remind everyone listening. Subscribe, like, review, follow, like, pray at the altar of Buzz in the Tower. Take strangers' phones. Yumma, 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 yumma. <laughs> it's so hot in here. I just want to go take a shower. All right, Max, TikTok, take a look, follow our TikTok account, keep your eyes peeled for flybys. Those are your opportunities to win a $50 gift card from our sponsor, 80stees.com. Max, to wrap things up. Philip, Philip will wrap things up with Wonder Woman. <laughs> Phil! Hey, <laughs> Phil. Oh, I get no respect. I get no respect. Do you remember when, uh, remember when we were doing the recasting Back to the Future? And I was like, yeah. huh, Marty, your kids, your kids. That's, it was a good one. That was a good one. Um, remember that time? That was cool. That was cool. We did Rodney Wright. We did Rodney Wright. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. All right. There you go. It's one of my favorite. Thank 80s. you for your contribution. Characters. Yeah. Back to school in the books. We will see you all next week. You're still here. It's over. Go home. Go.